Roy. And this is Shop Talk Podcast. Um, revamped. Revamped. <laughs> <laughs> so, we want to come to y'all. We back at it. Uh, a little bit more professional this time. Uh, shout out to our videographer, Zane, the man behind the camera. Yes, sir. Uh, he definitely going to get our, our podcast to where it needs to be. Um. First things first, we're going to talk about one of the biggest stories of the new year, which is uh, the death of, uh, untimely death of Kobe Bryant. Uh, RIP to Kobe Bryant and uh, my condolences to his family and yeah. friends who uh, and everybody and all his fans in the basketball world, fans around the world who was uh, affected by his uh, untimely passing. Um, it really sent, sent shockwaves through the world, not just the sports world, everywhere, yeah. because... I think Kobe was just hitting his stride as a uh, businessman, as a father, because he had actually uh, retired from the NBA and was a girl dad, which was a dope uh, hashtag name that kind of went viral after he passed away. Uh, just showing that, you know, fathers can be prevalent in their daughters' lives and make it cool. Yeah. Um, yeah if it was any positives to be taken from, you know, uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and, and the friends that, that all passed away was that. Because he was, he was a super basketball player. We all knew that. Um, but he was a great husband from what we hear now. He was a great dad, uh, great businessman. He had so much other things. Like they say, he was starting the second phase. He was starting a whole second, you know, career. Anybody that knows me know I'm a big Kobe fan. So I was definitely shocked and, uh, and hurt by it. And it it wasn't like your regular celebrity death. It was it was it was strong. It was like when Michael Jackson yeah. passed away or something like that. You this know? this one hit hurt to the core. Um, I was in church when I got the news. I'm like, this some tabloid yeah. stuff going on. Like this man cool. Like yeah. And then one of them ones everybody gonna remember where they were when they found out. Yeah. And but once it started showing up on like the real CNN, yeah. NBC, ABC. ESPN, you like Kobe? Did somebody text you first? No. What's crazy? This reminds me of when Michael Jackson died. I'll never forget where I was that Michael Jackson died. I was working at a summer camp, summer 20, uh, 2009. I was on my ESPN app keeping track of who getting signed, who getting traded, you know, for the. Uh, it was draft day or something, right? Or something like that. And this how you know Michael Jackson was big and transcendent. ESPN announced his death. ESPN, like this is sports. Michael Jackson ain't got nothing to do with sports. He's an <laughs> entertainer. Yeah. So I look like wow, like that really let you know how big of a uh, entertainer he was. Yeah. And for ESPN to re report it, it was just like wow. And there hasn't been a death like that since until Kobe Bryant. Yeah, for and sure. Kobe Bryant being as young as he is, and we actually watching him in his second phase mm -hmm. after NBA life. They kind of like, you be sitting there looking like, what? Like, this is a joke. Like, when Shaq said, um, his son say, Kobe Bryant, dad, 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 he said, man, get that out of my face. Yeah. He was like, he didn't want to believe. He thought it was like one of them little uh, fake uh, fake news. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was crazy with me because I got a text, and this is crazy. I was leaving church. We were on the way to the hospital to visit one of the members' sons who also had just passed away. He was 42. So we were on the way to the hospital and I got a text. 
um, I didn't I didn't answer the phone right away, but it was my buddy Marcello. And then he called me, yelling and screaming, "Did you hear about it? Kobe passed away. Kobe passed away." I'm like, "Whatever." I get on my phone, nothing. I'm going to ESPN. I'm going. I'm just nothing, nothing, nothing. So I put my phone down, but I'm still shook. Like, why we call me and say that? Then I hear dun 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 I was like, ah. <laughs> That's how it was with me. Everything, <clears throat> CNN, ESPN, it all came through, man. It came through on my phone as if like my wife texted me, and I I instantly got like sad, like Kobe Bryant. I'm like. That dude, 41 years old. Like, like what happened? What Pop- happened? That's the yeah. first thing that popped in everybody's mind. And just talking about it now, like, he's not even here no more. And it's been almost a month. It's, yeah, it's been just about a month, yeah. Since he has uh, transitioned, you've been like, wow. Like, it kind of was an album for me, no matter how small or big you are, how rich or poor, these things happen. But how do we... How do we cope with things like this? Exactly. It's a, a lot of people lost uh, loved ones on that day because, you know, as we know, he also lost his daughter and seven of their friends. I don't want to mispronounce the last name, but the three family members that died together uh, at Tabelli. Yeah. Those three, the mother, father, and the daughter passed, they left behind two children. So just imagine a brother and a sister finding out the rest of the family passed away and, they're t- you know, they're like, Teenagers, it, stuff like that. It just breaks your heart even more, more than just, you know, the Kobe Bryant and their family. It's a lot of other families, too. And you you definitely right. Not to take away from uh, Gianna, uh, the Antebelli family, and the two others. I'm sorry, I can't remember their names. Uh, nine people in total who uh, lost their life that day, and it was just tragic. I think the whole world was tuned in oh, yeah. for, like, the first two weeks because it felt like Kobe was a part of the family. Uh, a lot of people grew up watching him. He was the Michael Jordan for the generation of kids coming up after Michael For the new Tyler. millennium, yeah. Yeah, for the new millennium. So that was their Michael Jordan, just like how LeBron James is kids' generation. Now that's their Michael Jordan or their Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a. Uh, it was a sad time for a lot of people. Yeah, for um, real, and and still is. You know, the, you know, we just uh, at this time of recording. This is the same week of his um, his memorial, and it was and man, it was real heartfelt. Michael Jordan and Shaq and all the people that got up, but he had been eulogized like all month. You yeah, know, just man, Jerry West, that got me. Yeah. Shaq on TNT, that one got me, you know, Tracy McGrady, he was so shook up about it. So when they had the um their first game at uh Staples and they had the flowers out there, I'm like, wait a minute, they, yeah, this, like, is this the funeral? Like <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like they, they, they eulogize him for like a whole month straight every day. Yeah. And um, you know, we were just waiting for the next thing, like when is the funeral? We not I know we weren't gonna be at the, the private funeral, but it was just like we want to know because yeah, exactly. we grew up watching this guy. He was a part of our extended family. Yeah, after <laughs> so a couple weeks, it's like, hey, what's up with the, when they gonna have the ceremony? But they did have that private. They had the um, private funeral uh, February seventh. Yeah, and then you know the uh, memorial just uh, three days ago on twenty fourth of February. Two twenty four. Yep. Um, 
And even though <clears throat> both the, uh, the funeral and the uh, memorial was over with, it's, it's still going to be the talk of 2020. Mm-hmm. What a way to start off the decade. Yeah, that's how the year kicked off with that. Uh, David Stern passed away a few weeks before that, like right after the new year. But then, like, people kind of almost forgot about that with, with the Kobe thing. Well, yeah, and then David Stern was up there at age 73, 74 years old. He lived, he lived a full life, but 41. Yeah, man. You, you played 20 years for an organization, and now you're just hitting your stride in your second phase of life. Uh, especially just first things first, being a father. Mm-hmm. Being at home with your, your 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 daughters, your wife, nothing like that family time, and yeah. then raising them how you want to raise them, instilling in them the values that he learned coming up through the league and through trial and error. Um, a lot of you know a lot of the athletes that knew him personally, like Michael Jordan and like Shaq and some other people, were saying he was his happiest, and and he loved the sport of basketball. So I you know, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I guess I'll find out one day. Just like even with me, you know, I cut hair. I love to cut hair. But to get to the point of saying, okay, I'm not going to do this no more, and then reinventing yourself, that's not easy for people. It's a lot of athletes that was working now. They retired. They was NBA champions, and they was, you know, well-known. They were rich and this and that. They couldn't figure out how to do that second phase of life or what to do with that second phase. Cause you're 35 and you got nothing. What you used to do for all them years is gone. And not only that, like some of them guys used to being in the spotlight, um, mm-hmm. being being mentioned on social media, news, all that stuff. Um, a lot Stop of guys getting free really... food at the restaurant after you retire. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys can't cope with that transitioning. Um, but Kobe was one of them that did and. He was investing into a lot of different things I was hearing about. Like, so, you know, just to hear he was just getting hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, his life to be tragically cut short like that, it was such a loss for yeah. his family, friends, and, and everybody that was affected by it. That's a good topic for us to kind of like segue or transition to. And that's um, how to reinvent yourself or how to re kind of like make yourself over. And, and and for entrepreneurs about rebranding, how important is how important is that to reinvent yourself? You know, it's funny that you even that just came to mind. Um, I'm always dibbling, dabbling some with food or the restaurant industry. Period, because I feel like I don't have to just be a caterer or a bartender. I can do whatever I want. That's why mm-hmm. I do the little live videos, making teaching people how to make drinks. Yeah, um, doing the show, going to different restaurants introducing people to different foods and styles mm-hmm. of cooking. Um, whatever you do, whatever you love, whatever your passion is, there's so many different outlets with it. Yeah. You cut hair. Absolutely. You can do so much with that, man. Like, you can start, a, you can probably start your own barber school and teach a, uh, some young boys, 10, 11 years old, mm-hmm. at a young age, so by the time they're 16, 17, they're well-established as barbers. Um, I watched a video by this guy. Uh, I call him my, one of my virtual mentors, people that I watch on YouTube. His name is, uh, his name is David Shans, Sleep is for Suckers is his uh, Instagram. But he's, he talks about, there's a whole video about how to make your streams, make streams, allow your stream to create more streams. Mm-hmm. So like what you're saying, 
you know, we doing, you know, Shop Talk podcast. We do Man Cave Monday. We do, you know, the charity stuff. We're giving away food on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. I wouldn't be able to do, or we wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff if I didn't know how to cut hair. Because I wouldn't have this space that I'm renting. I wouldn't be able to have the platform to do that. So it be no that's shop a way of reinventing yourself. Right. It wouldn't be no Shop Talk podcast if it weren't for the shop. Yeah. Like, you know, faces. Um, and that's, so, that's, that's, that's real important to uh, when you want to reinvent yourself. You don't necessarily have to be a different person. You can use what you do, you know, to do more. Life is all about evolving. Right. Uh, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a relative, at mm-hmm. work, uh, your craft. Like, life is all about evolving. Um, I'm, I don't believe in being the same over a 30 to 35-year period. Like, you know, back in the day, they used to teach us to get a job, go to school, go to college, get a job, and then that's it. You work for 30 35 years. They said the average person only lived five to seven years after they retired. There's no enjoyment in that. Um, that's one thing that Kobe got. When his passion, his passion didn't go away for basketball, but his, like he said in his Dear Basketball um, documentary thing, his body couldn't answer the call, but his mind could. But because he still had that competitive nature and that, and that mind to do something else, it was nothing for him to go and win an Oscar and Oscar, go and do this open and go up and do that. The, mama, the, mama, the Black Mamba uh, Basketball Sports uh, Academy. Mm-hmm. Passion is passion. He was passionate about that. Okay, now I'm passionate about this. Yeah. So like when you, well you you can do anything you put your mind to it. It's just about like actually sit down, and sometimes at some point in time when you reach a certain age, you gotta start writing stuff down so you can visually see it because it can be in your thoughts one minute and then go on the next, and then it might not pop back up in your head to another six months to a year later. You be like, I was supposed to do this last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? We just talked about that in Man Cave Monday. And, and my pastor actually talked about it at a meeting that we had over the weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff we have in our heads, if it never leaves your head, it doesn't matter. It got to get to your hands. It got to get in front of people if you got an idea or a dream. Like putting it down on paper, man, it's just something that does it, and then you can put it on your refrigerator as a constant reminder. Or just doing start the research. Start researching like what you want to do, how you want to do it. Uh, it's just get it going like that. Um, that's a big one right there when you talk about putting stuff on paper. You know, it says in Scripture to make it pl- write the vision make it and plain. make it plain. When you see stuff written down, that's huge. When you're trying to do something different in business or different, even in your family. Like people have, um, like, post-it notes up in the kitchen or the dry erase board. You know, remember to wash the dishes or to do this or do that. Seeing stuff written on paper, I know for me and for a lot of other people, that visual thing, that it's a good thing. Sometimes I, I try to draw my motivation from, you know, even, you know, something that I heard before or something that I'm thinking in my head. But mm-hmm. sometimes I draw my motivation from right here, right here on this wall. Sometimes I look at what people wrote. Like I might not pay attention if somebody come and sign a wall, but there's some funny stuff up here, some inspirational stuff up here and and I draw motivation because I can look at it anytime I want to. Mm -hmm. So that's just like my goals. I have them written down. I can be held accountable when I see it. It's my handwriting. I wrote it. How come you didn't call and make this uh, deal this week? Or how come you didn't do this? Or how come you didn't do that? So, you know, putting that stuff on paper is huge. Yeah, it it most definitely is. Um, 
just wanted to do a podcast or something I wrote down a while ago, and now we're here. Yeah. Um, I think doing this podcast, like, we can be the voice for the people. Um, how many people we really know out west that's doing something like this? And if they are, they shout out to them, kudos to them. Uh, I think the more the merrier, because uh, you know different topics for different people, yeah. different audiences or whatever. But we're like living proof that we can get stuff done. Like, yeah. Write the vision, and make it plain. Like you got the barber shop, I got my little personal things going on. Uh, in the entre- entrepreneurial world or whatever. Um, and even though this this isn't the end of the video, while I'm thinking about it, you know, um, when you guys see this video on the Shop Talk podcast on Facebook, if you have ideas for topics, things that you want us to talk about, uh, we can either do it in the form of like a live video or we can record like this and then post it and you guys can, uh, you know, can kind of engage with us that way. So we we need the topics. Well, we can do audio, audio only. It's up to you guys. Uh, Yeah, we want to hear y'all. Want to get some feedback from you guys, like y'all the audience. If y'all want to talk about something that's that's hot right now, like let's do it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, Like for instance, Mayor uh, Lightfoot, she's supposed to be investing two hundred fifty million dollars on the west side and south side. Yeah, I saw that. That's. Let me get some of that. That's Mayor wonderful. Lightfoot, let me get some of that. I need funding. And That's, I'm black. You know, <laughs> a lot of people have been harsh on her. And she's only been, she hasn't been in office a full year. And she took on some of the problems from the last administration. We're talking about over, uh, I think I want to say eight, over eight years that Rahm Emanuel was in office. Yeah. So she's not going to get it done in a year. Like, she's not even going to get it done in two years. Nobody could. She has made strides to make improvement, better quality of life for people of color and making an even playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you guys are uh, giving her a fair shake. Um, just relax. Let her actions do the talking. If she speak on it, just relax. It ain't going to – she say, hey, I want to do this to the south side and the west side. Then I mean the next morning she she she's got a billion dollar funding out of the air and next you know we got skyscrapers and stuff out south and on the west side it yeah. takes time. And um, she probably she's you know she's probably made her mistakes and she may make some more mistakes. But she, have she, you made a mistake at work? She human. We all human. I, I make I mistakes have. every day. Um, I'm making mistakes while we recording. You know, it, it's just life. Um, we like Jay Z. Do it in one take. Whatever it sounds like, like Tupac used to do. Man, you sound drunk. So what? Record it anyway. We putting it out there. One take. We make a mistake. I say my name wrong. Whatever. You gonna you gonna catch us like this? But yeah, stop being so harsh on her, man, and just give her a fair shake and let her do what she do. She got four years to prove herself to what she has done over the course of four years, not just to help people of color, but also to help the city overall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's be unfair to say she's just here for black people. Like, no. She's here as the mayor of the city of Chicago, but she's going to have a concentration in certain areas that need uplifting uh, resources to be implemented in the community. So stop with all that nonsense. Yeah, this is the real shop talk. I'm really getting into my groove now. <laughs> hey, what you think about that uh, that uh, Kim Fox thing, Jesse Smollett, Smollett, Smollett thing? Oh, my God. Give it a rest. <laughs> The dude lied. 
Man, come on. I'm glad you brought this topic up, man. Give it a rest. They got Kim tied to it because, you know, she let him off or whatever. They bring it back up because it's election time, I think. And you, but look how much money and resources they're wasting on this. And there's people out here that's getting slaughtered. Speaking of that, Jesse, how much he owe us? $100,000. $150,000. They spent What's so up? much money. <laughs> I could use some of that for the shop. Like, and y'all study, like, it's been going on for over a year now. He's been the laughing stock. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to get no work or anything because nobody's going to take him serious. Yeah, it's rough, man. So it's just like, <laughs> cut that man a break. He lied. He messed up. We all make mistakes. It's not It's not for us to be judge, juror, and executioner. Yeah. Like, he got enough ridicule across the world. Like, it's so many memes and jokes about this yeah, guy. Yeah, the, the story was weird. He, he embarrassed himself. He, you know, the show got canceled and... You know, now they all over Kim Fox. It's just like, I got to see this every day. Let's talk about something. Man, it's, like the, it's like the debates. It's like the impeachment uh, TV Trump. show. All of that. Come on, man. That's, you're taking our mind off what we should be really worried about. And then, you know, some of you guys, uh, we on the topic of politics and stuff like that. Um, y'all definitely better get out and vote in November. No excuses. You guys don't want this dude in office. Don't talk about it. Be about it. For real. I never seen a person in any kind of office do the damage that he has done in four years. And you guys think that Mike Bloomberg joined this race to unseat Trump? No, it's to take away votes from Bernie because he has this progressive plan he's pushing. Pay attention to the underlay for the overlay or however you want to say it. Like, Bloomberg is not going to win. You was just promoting all these racist uh, policies in New York. Now I was saying you for the people, you for the color people. Stop it. I'm not going. Y'all better vote for who who the person is trying to progress with everything, and that's Bernie. Elizabeth Warren is cool, but for some odd reason, she like lost traction or whatever. We got a beeping going off, but hey, we, we live streaming. That's that's how real we is. Somebody probably <laughs> calling in. That's probably Bloomberg. I got a text from them too. See, they want to text you, ask you for your vote, and all this other stuff. Like, <laughs> man, please. I wish I would get a, a text from Trump party. Boy, if y'all don't get on my line. I'm try, I'm about to. I call Sprint up and say, "Hey, this text just came through. Y'all need to take some off my bill." I say I this all the time that. too. Like, just leave me alone. But what you know, when it comes to the voting, don't say nothing if you didn't say nothing. And what I mean by that is, if you're not gonna vote for whoever you're gonna vote for, don't have nothing to say if you, the person gets in that you wouldn't approve of. Don't say nothing if you didn't say nothing. And I'm gonna say it just like that. I might put it on the t-shirt. Hey. Vote 2020. Don't say nothing if you didn't say nothing. <laughs> hey, if y'all like see them that. shirts out there, they mine. They and, mine. And support. And they could be yours for $25. <laughs> support that man and his ideas. <laughs> for real. But um, we ain't going to drill that too much politics and stuff in y'all here. We'll come back at y'all with another episode of that uh, down the line. But let's talk about Deontay Wilder and this fight versus Tyson Fury. This man comes out with a Black Panther Wakanda Forever suit. 40 pounds. Why would you come out with a uh, costume that weighed 40 pounds and you about to, you in one of the biggest fights of your life as far as the purse and for the belts? He was doing too much. He was doing too much. And when he got into the fight, he wasn't doing enough. And, and I get it. You you trying to um, promote Black History Month, but, dude, this is what your livelihood is. Like, ain't nobody going to be mad if you didn't wear the costume. I know a lot of it is confidence. He probably thought he was going to get in there and beat the guy. So that was 
that was his get up or whatever. But I watched that first fight again, like about about a week before they fought. He was never really. He was getting. He wasn't getting dominated, but the guy had control of the fight. I'm like, if he didn't, if he don't make a big change to his boxing style, he gonna get beat. And he came right out trying to throw that right hand. You can't be one dimensional when you fighting somebody that's. A, I don't want to call Tyson Fury a technician, but he was boxing, and he, this guy was trying to brawl. No, you hit the head right on the nail. He's a boxer. He can, depending on how he feel that fight, he can knock you out or he can just outbox you. Deontay is a brawler, mm-hmm. and he's going to look for the haymaker. He's going to set you artists, up yeah. with a jab to, to land that right, and that's all he about. You got to understand, people try to downplay Tyson Fury like he's not a boxer because he flabby looking. He ain't all cut up like Deontay. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. You can go in there looking like Butterbean and knock somebody out and they're like, stun the world. Mm-hmm. Look what happened to Joshua versus Reese. Crease that boy. Crease that boy. He did. And he looked like me. <laughs> he a big fella. And crease that boy. And this dude cut up like like he uh, just got through filming. Um, yeah, you know, he put him down. Like he like uh, New Captain America or something. <laughs> he cut up and did thing. Yeah. His muscles got muscles. Like, stop it, man. Like, Never underestimate that man because that man got to feed. Fury got to feed his family too. He got. A, I'm pretty sure he got a family, his staff to feed and everything. So when they go in there for the ring, it's not only for the title, like it's for the money and everything. So it's just like, man, sometimes they go in there and putting their all into it. And sometimes, you know, Deontay got a little big-headed because he, he won 40-0 and he knocked out a, a good amount of his uh, opponents. But yeah. never underestimate your opponent. I think that's what he did. And then the man come with so many excuses. Oh, my God, I got up today, get to work, go on my break. This dude told me some – now he thinks that somebody somebody from Fury Camp convinced somebody in his camp to throw in the towel. No, bro, you got wow. hit so hard, the side of your face swelled up, and you was bleeding from the ear. Boxing is a daily sport. And you can it can cost you a life in a matter of seconds, even minutes. Yeah, they did what was right. That boy got beat. Period. Just take your loss as a man. We want to see uh, the Fury uh, Wilder th- uh, three, and just learn from your mistakes. And he'll get beat again, but I want to see it again. I still want to see it again because now since you got the other excuses, okay, we're gonna give you another chance. Yeah, like- it was a draw. Then you got beat convincingly beat. So if this was all a fluke, let's see it again. You know, so many. And then go away if you lose. And that's it. Ain't gonna be no fourth of them. <laughs> right. Ain't gonna be no fourth, and then you lost three. Yeah. Wait a minute. This would be the third fight, so you be you be o two and one. Just give it a wrap. Yeah. You know, people can come with conspiracy so fast. They like, no, look what they think that uh, Tyson Fury had sand in his gloves when he was hitting them. And I'm like, that's not even from that second fight. That's from the first fight. But. What are y'all doing? Y'all reaching. Just take the L as the L, man, and call it one. Like, for man. real. Like, stop it. Black people was upset, <laughs> boy. Black and people then, was on Twitter going crazy. Then they want to get they political was, with it. Like, why are we not supporting our brother? No. Everybody can get these jokes. If, if you I pay $79, you already supported him. He didn't give you a good show. If I get knocked out, I'm going to get them jokes. So if Period. he get knocked out, he's going to get these jokes. Stop making it all political world. He would he speak about black empowerment and uh <laughs> I would have gladly put the Jordan crying face on Tyson Fury they if did. he lost. They did, man. They, they need did. to put the new one though. You seen this new the one from the funeral. He's gonna have another Jordan <laughs> for another 10 to 15 years. He said years. it too. He said it. That like, was a good one. 
this dude, man, um, it's like excuse after excuse, and it's just like ridiculous. And then here come the people, the woke, it's the woke culture. Like, but he he speaks about police brutality and black empowerment. What does that have to do with him getting his ass whooped in the he ring? He stood in front of that guy and dude beat him, period. We can spend it however we want to spend it. The better He said it, the better man won tonight. He did. He was better than you, and he beat you, That's period. That's it. Boxing world, social media world, stop it. If the man who lost saying it, stop trying to defend him. It's cool. We, you know, I would have liked to have seen him won, but I want to see a good fight. I want to see the best fighter win. I don't want no gimmicks. So, so they say beat him. Deontay going <laughs> to Africa now. He, uh, I guess he's going to Wakanda. <laughs> he, going, oh, he, going, oh, yeah, he can just go to Atlanta there because that's where Wakanda was at. <laughs> they say he's taking his costume back because they didn't do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably going to Wakanda get some of that serum, you know, to make him more powerful or whatever. Maybe he should have kept the suit on. You remember Black Panther suit? Yeah. He could take the energy, but then when he come back, it's boom, he should have took that. that should have wore the suit. Somebody didn't tell him right about Wakanda or whatever because he got his hand, he got his ass handed to him. For the most part, it was a high fight, but he got beat, period. Um, Man, so Tyson, I mean Wilder, just get on your A game, train hard. And uh, show them, show that man what you're really about in the uh, third uh, fight, the trilogy, the last one. Because I don't want to see another one after that. We really don't have no no good fights. So no, I hope they fight again. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. You get Boxing is such on a downswing. We got Max Kellerman on ESPN talking about golf and basketball and all other sports. When he's a boxing expert, yeah, need work. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, not that he don't know what he's talking about with them other sports, but I bet if boxing was relevant, he'd be busy doing boxing. So I guess um, moving forward, uh, boxing, hopefully somebody breathe some more life into it and uh, go from there, man. So I guess we're going to get out of here, man. We're going to end with the knockout. Yeah, that was, was a knockout, the knockout topic. Right, which with, uh, which was Wilder getting knocked out. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here. But until next time. I'm Roy, this is Seneca, this is Shop Talk Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And like we said, you know, if you have ideas for other topics, comment below. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and then we'll maybe bring you in on the live stream next time. And follow us on Facebook or like our page on Facebook, Shop Talk Podcast. See y'all when we see y'all. Salute.